0: Welcome to Sounds Like Success
1: with Atlas IED.
0: Hello and welcome to Sounds Like Success. I'm your host for today's podcast, James Kent. If you're new to the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or through marketscale.com or on the Atlas IED website at atlasied.com. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and you'll have access to all past and upcoming episodes of Sounds Like Success. Sometimes on the podcast, we like to focus in on one of the specific solution areas that Atlas IED covers, and today, I'm going to zero in on education, specifically K-12. through Obviously, with back-to-school season beginning across the country, and with so many different variables to this school year brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, it's more important than ever to have the optimum communication procedures, protocols, practices, and systems in place. This is an area where Atlas IED really shines and can have a tremendous positive impact for schools and districts working to make the education experience as safe as it possibly can, whether the learning is taking place in class, online, or some combination of the two. Joining me today on the episode is a returning guest, Michael Piveler. Michael is the Vice President of Sales at Atlas IED. Welcome back to the program, Michael.
2: Thanks. It's uh, great to be back, James.
0: Oh, and what is this? We have another Michael on board. Also joining us today is Michael Yonks, the latest addition to the Atlas IED sales team. He's a regional sales manager for Atlas ID in the Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Arkansas region. Michael, welcome to the team and welcome to the show. Thanks, James. Now, to start things off, I think it would be great to get a little background on you both to set the stage for our conversation. Uh, I want to start off with you first, Michael Yonks, because in your previous role, you were smack dab in the middle of providing K through 12 solutions. Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, so about 15 years ago, I started a software company called Schoolview Technologies, and we had a flagship product called Schoolview. And Schoolview was a K-12 focused campus management solution. Uh, we provided things like bell, clock, PA, as well as emergency notification, and it w- and the key was all on the network, so it rode on the existing network of the schools. And during that time we partnered closely with AMX for the hardware solution and for about two years. And then uh, we were eventually acquired by AMX where I took on the role as senior director for SchoolView Sales. And then eventually um, Harman purchased uh, AMX and then I became the national manager for the K-12 vertical. So I've spent a career working very closely with school districts as well as resellers throughout the country.
0: And Michael P., so we're going to call you. We're going to have to kind of go alphabet to get these two Michaels straight. So, uh, Michael P., you've been with Atlas ID for a couple of years now, but before that, you also uh, had a focus on the education market. Talk to me about your journey in education solutions.
2: Yeah, so I come from a family of educators. I actually majored in education in college, taught for about eight years in the public school system. Um, and then joined AMX. I was there for 17 years, and I, I held a number of different roles. Uh, but was uh, involved. I was the vice president of global education cells, and um, I was I was the person that uh, partnered with uh, Michael Youngs at School View and led the acquisition of his company and helped build the K-12 market as part of AMX and then eventually Harman, and also saw oversaw uh, higher education, so end-user programs and dealer programs, and got the opportunity to really travel the world, see the different approaches to K-12 and higher ed and, and regionally and, and globally, um, and, and got to really understand what they were doing. I then left went to a company that was a wireless presentation company where about 60% of our market share was in the education space. Again, both K-12 and higher education. Uh, that company got acquired by Barco. Barco, uh, I was the senior director of sales of uh, education there, and so worked very closely again in that space, and then came to Atlas at IED, where a lot of our emphasis is on the education vertical market as well. So I've been able to kind of take the world I studied in college and uh, and, and worked in, into the channel and end user side and had an opportunity to see the different approaches to that space uh, globally. That's been pretty interesting.
0: So I guess what they say is the good ones borrow and the great ones steal. You've stolen Michael Yonks back onto your team.
2: That is correct. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Absolutely.
0: Okay. We know Atlas IED touches on a lot of important verticals, such as transportation, healthcare, government, industry. But let's dive into K-12 and Atlas IED's history in this space, providing audio communication solutions, developing technology and manufacturing products to benefit education.
2: We have a number of places that we play in that K-12 space uh, from a product and solution standpoint. And I think that's really important to emphasize Uh, There are things that we can provide that are very product-centric, product-specific. So I'll give you a couple of examples. In a football stadium, we could be the big speakers over the stadium uh, that are part of the PA and announcement system. We could be speakers in a gymnasium, uh, outside of school, hallways, classrooms, It could be a simple component like that, or it could be a more evolved system, fully evolved system, like a full paging system, an intercom system uh, for the entire school. Or we could be a classroom audio system, a classroom microphone for the teacher uh, that would lift the voice or a voice lift system uh, into the classroom audio solution so the teacher could be heard throughout the facility. We, we really have a name for, uh, for ourselves in the IP endpoint space. Um, So, we introduced the first IP endpoints or IP speakers, as some people call them, but it's really evolved far beyond that over the years. In the mid 2000s, so 2005 or so, we introduced our our Gen 1. Uh, We partnered with Cisco at that time in developing those. Um, We introduced our Gen 3 version of that product in January last year, so 2019. And we sold 16,500 of those units. From February 1st to about uh, August 15th of last year, which is kind of that education buying season. Uh, so that's a space that we're really, really well known in. Uh, our IP endpoints uh, can play with third-party providers, companies like Single Wire and Avaya and Cisco and, and others. We, you know, where their head end goes in and we tie into those SIP phone systems. It also can tie into our head end, GlobalCom, which, as you mentioned, we do a lot in other verticals. GlobalCom is the uh, default hardware paging and intercom system for uh, the majority of the large airports across the United States and many around the world. And then we also just introduced... Uh, a product called Atmosphere, which is a digital processor, a, a DSP audio solution. And we have already seen a massive amount of interest in very small school districts uh, in this solution where it can be a, an all-zone, all-call uh, paging solution um, that's very, very cost-effective. And that's kind of not the question, but it, I think it's important to emphasize. I kind of talking about my experience in the last question, And then this, you know, when I first started doing education with end users, uh, what I saw was a massive investment by end users on the infrastructure in the classroom because they had so many different sources they had to try to incorporate. So teachers had DVD players and webcams or, you know, document cameras and all these different things, you know, kind of built into their rooms at that time. And what I found is in many of the K-12 schools, they had communication systems, their PA system or their bell system that was 25, 30 years old. They'd been using the same manufacturer, the same solution, mm-hmm. the same interface forever, basically. And everyone hated how the bell sounded. They were just loud and obnoxious <laughs> and it got minor heart attacks when they would ring and, you know, that kind of stuff. And it was hard to get systems and that kind of stuff. Fast forward to today, what you see is. The classroom is really simplified. We can stream video. Uh, directly from the network. It's bandwidth, you know, friendly. The schools have great infrastructure to support that. They can do everything from a laptop or a mobile device and move around the room while they teach. So they're not stuck at a desk with all these different components and, and that kind of thing. But what we're seeing is the exact opposite is happening on that Bell PA, um, intercom system side. The world has changed a lot and it's societal changes, whether it's school violence, Guns and attacks and various other things that we've we've seen in our public schools, unfortunately, over the years is that's increased um, the need for their communication systems to truly be mass communication. Right. In case of emergency, that's really escalated and changed the, that space. And even now with COVID, that's that's changing that space. So um, it's been very interesting to see the evolution from the individual just teaching space to the necessity of a full facility infrastructure communication solution.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, going back to when I was in, school basically it was that obnoxious bell and it was an intercom that nobody could understand what they were saying <laughs> that was it
2: <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 the it's the uh, principal in the peanuts cartoons right <laughs> it, but it was but it was so true yeah exactly
0: now not only is that improved you're figuring out a whole bunch of things that would have been boy if i could dream up a perfect scenario of great ways to communicate throughout the school that technology is there and available for schools to take advantage of. So you've mentioned a lot of the various solutions in the K-12 through space. My question is, what is different about the challenges K-12 is facing now because of the pandemic that your solutions can solve for? Some maybe solutions you already have in place for other verticals, maybe that education can tap into, Or these are things that uh, education is now asking for, uh, or maybe there's just some unique challenges that you're being tasked with solving because of this new way that some people are going to school online, some people are going to school in class. It's just a whole mixture. I mean, it sounds like there's new challenges that just weren't there when we started
2: 2020. I'll just start off by simply saying some of the distance learning stuff that's going on is not a space we really play heavily in gotcha. today. What we're focused on very much is kind of the return to the facilities. And, and we see this in every aspect. It sounds so callous to say, and as a former teacher, it's almost, you know, slightly uh, rude, but but our K-12 is the nation's babysitter. We People can't go back to work until they have a good and safe place they can send their children. And and for the economy and everything to come back, we're going to have to get schools open at some point in time. Right. And and that's why we continue to see the vertical be very well funded and supported because it's it's going to be necessary. So we focused a lot of energy on what we can do to help. Uh, and, and ensure uh, a safe return.
1: What's interesting is the, the network availability, the fact that our products are on the network, allows for an awful lot of flexibility. And so a year ago, nobody ever thought about the red and the green, right? But the system that's there can can accommodate that based on how it's used by the schools. And there are many other examples with that. So let's talk about Atlas Learn. So Atlas Learn prior to COVID, uh, it's the same product. It hasn't changed. Uh, it was is a voice reinforcement solution. So it's a classroom microphone, either a lapel or a lanyard that the teacher can wear. And so the value proposition for that is simply to help the kids learn in a different environment. They can, If they can't hear it, they can't learn it, so to speak. But now with COVID, now we have the, the possibility and very high probability of teachers teaching with masks on or kids wearing masks and or both, the combination. And so now the intelligibility of the teacher's voice, especially in a larger classroom or a crowded classroom, uh, is it's very it shows you how valuable a solution like Atlas Learn can be in that environment.
2: Yeah, I would just piggyback on that. So the lanyard, you know, sits right up underneath, you know, kind of at the collar line. So we've all, since we've all started wearing masks, we've all heard that challenge of just hearing somebody. Right? Imagine a teacher with a mask on, turn around, working on a problem, you know, on the whiteboard at the front, and and we've got the room spaced out because we don't want anybody to be too close to each other. So you got a kid, you know, so you got kids sitting in the back corner without a microphone. It's going to be really, really hard to hear them. So the necessity of that has completely changed in the last three, four months. So it went from a, hey, this is a great solution in that it helps everybody here, to this is a necessary solution to allow the teacher not to yell, right? Six hours a day of screaming at their class, just trying to be heard through a mask um, and for the students to be heard. So as Michael said, the technology hasn't changed, but the need for it with the introduction of the mask has really changed the game. And we even now, as schools are starting, they're running into this problem and we're getting calls from people saying, hey, how can we how can we get this right, or, or what can we do to help with this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I would imagine that looking ahead at a day when we we don't have to wear all masks all the time, that this tool, the lanyard, will be something that teachers will want to just incorporate anyway, because it's always probably a challenge for a large, like, you know, there's some classrooms are large size uh, to be able to be heard from the front to the back. And so I think these are just little tools that are necessities now, but really they are things that a teacher would want to have anyways.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Look, you know, assisted listening voice lift solutions have consistently been proven to race test score, scores in classrooms. And, and that's why they've, they've been sold as long as they have in the education space. And, and that's great. I mean, trust me, we would love to see everybody buying for that reason alone. Um, you know, you end up stuck in the back of the classroom, either because you're a kid that doesn't want to be in the front of the classroom, or your last name is Young. And it starts with a Y, and you end up stuck in the back of the room, right? So you can't control that. A lot of times um, as, as a student. So, certainly um, being able to understand the teacher and articulate, you know, schools where it's, you know, English is the second language, uh, that kind of stuff, all of it's really, really important. And it's great, but not every school over that time has really chosen to go that way. But the urgency is higher today. And you're absolutely right. When the masks go away, it's still a great teaching tool. And Michael and I've had experience with this, where you have teachers literally come up to you who initially were like, look, I've been teaching for 20 years and I, and I never needed a microphone that, you know, you get them to use it for a week or two and they turn, they come up to you in the hallway and they go, this is the greatest thing ever. Like my throat doesn't hurt every day. My kids can hear me. They're paying attention. I don't have to raise my voice to get their attention when they're working in group exercises. It completely changes the behavior. So in the long run, it's going to be a great solution for them. But in the meantime, it really helps to solve the problem of being able to even be heard.
0: I love it. I think that's great. Here's a question. Obviously, not every school that employs Atlas ID Solutions is going to have a soup to nuts solution. They may have existing systems in place, uh, you know, i.e. SIP slash VOIP phones, et cetera. How does uh, the technology work together with these other systems?
2: So one of the things we're really proud of is that we can meet you where you are. And we say that to end users all the time. Let's just go back to the Bell paging intercom side for a second. You know, I mentioned earlier, we introduced a product called atmosphere it's a, an audio DSP digital processing solution that, you know, you pair it up with an amplifier and it's a very low cost solution. So if a school came to us and they were a smaller school, they were OK with all calls as opposed to just paging room, you know, 201 or 203, you page the entire school. But if they were OK with that. And they said, we want to use as much of our existing infrastructure as possible, but we need a, a more modern system. We could do that and we could do it at a very, very friendly cost level. Now, let's say it's a bigger school and maybe they they have some SIP already in place. Maybe they're using some SIP phones or maybe um, we, we've got a big, big project going on right now where their real goal is to get IPM points throughout the school. But today they're, they're trying to attack a whole district. It's about 75 schools they need to improve the head-in infrastructure. They need to make it easier for them to do paging and set up good, you know, good bell systems and have a mass notification, but it's all analog and, and they want it. They've got to keep it that way for the time being. So, in that case, we've got our global head-in. That's the paging system that we use in our airports where we're now putting those head-ins in every one of those schools. And then the superintendent has committed that over time, they are gonna start buying IP endpoints and high visibility places and eventually get all the way to every classroom. But we can meet them where they are today, help them solve the problem they have. But then we've got big school districts. We've got one really, really large school school district in California we're doing work with, where they have very sophisticated infrastructure. They're using a third-party head-in system uh, for SIP. It's a great partner of ours. And so we're just going to be the IP endpoints in all of that, as well as tie in some analog uh, solutions. Um, and we've got some IP to, or analog to IP gateways that we can put in to bring those analog, big horn speakers and stuff in place. And so that's all we're gonna be there. We're not gonna be the head in, we're gonna tie in with the third party infrastructure they have. In every place, we're able to meet our customer where they are with a solution that fits their budget and fits their needs. And it's one of the reasons we think we've been so strong in K-12 and why we'll continue to be strong there.
0: With these large scale projects, What does implementation look like, especially now that we have new uh, sort of precautions with COVID-19? So how how, what's the setup and then the training look like? How do you get a large district trained, especially where whatever protocols and procedures you might have done in the past, you can't maybe do the same because of uh, restrictions?
1: The key is that our solutions are very easy to install and implement. It's not a complex uh, circumstance where there's a, there's a ton of ton of work that has to be done. I mean, it's very you follow the process. It's very easy to install, and from a training perspective, it's really no different than it has been. Right? I mean, obviously, you can't have the one on one on site training today. But what we're seeing is because these schools are are empty, at least for for the time being, uh, you know the schools are available so as long as the local authorities allow for the in- integrators to go in and do the installation they're actually doing it very efficiently because they're not having to do this at, at late at night after school or on the weekends and that kind of thing so the implementation is actually being easier for the for our channel partners than it than it was previously and then we'll see what happens once the once the students and the teachers start coming back but we we don't suspect that there'll be any real challenges with the training other than just the time that it will take uh, which is which is the normal thing for every year back to school got it
2: i would say just add one thing to it you know we've seen what is normally a four month just super intense starts kind of may and then june july august just mega crazy We've seen that really drug out. We've got school districts that are doing installations all through the fall because there's no kids in the building. So there's not as much urgency. And in many cases, they're doing a lot more schools. We've seen that in, in other verticals as well, like transportation, where there's nobody in the airport. So they can do a lot more work. So it's changed. The rhythm, um, which has been very, very different, uh, but we are still seeing quite a bit of activity. And in states where they've said, we're not even going to try to come back in person until earliest as January, uh, we're, we're definitely seeing the work because a lot of dealers have to, they have to temporary staff up a lot over the summer to meet that small installation window. And they've been able to keep their costs lower by not doing that mm-hmm. and because they've got a longer install window. So um, it's been an interesting change for our partners, uh, but it's continuing to be successful. And from a training standpoint, we've always offered remote training and remote support and we'll continue to do that.
0: Yeah. And I can imagine uh, because of the unique nature of, of the way schools are opening this year and that staggered approach that you're going to have a fall that will be filled with, you know, Michael, why there? You're going to get calls from schools. And I don't want to say the word panic, but suddenly realizing that they have to solve a communication situation that they just couldn't possibly think of until students showed up. Uh, I know that one of the things that my uh, children's school is going to be doing is having Wednesday be an online only day. And part of that is they want to have time in the middle of the week to assess things that are going well and things that aren't going well and what do they need to fix and they need to have time where kids aren't around to try to address some of those problems so i just see that throughout this next few months you getting all sorts of requests for needs uh, that just weren't things that could present themselves until the kids started to show up
1: yeah and i think that flexibility is is critical and uh the, the companies that provide IP solutions like we do, you've got that ability, that flexibility to be fluid, to be able to to, to address the needs and needs change, right? But the platform is the is the key. The products that we have, that we offer from Atmosphere through IPX and so forth that Michael's mentioned, those products are very flexible and they're, you're allowed for change. And so you don't have to go in and, and make... Big, big changes simply just to, to have a different use case. You know, we will see. But uh, from the standpoint of, from our perspective, uh, you know, it, it's definitely the way of the future and certainly in our lifetime <laughs> yeah. from that perspective.
0: Now, I know you mentioned that uh, the Atlas IED solutions, they're budget conscious. They, they, they take in that into consideration and these are some affordable solutions out there. Are there any government programs tied to, say, COVID-19 relief or or anything that school systems can tap into or should be tapping into to fund some of the changes that they're going to need to make their communication systems better, more dynamic, and beneficial for students and teachers to get through this unique and challenging time?
1: Well, schools have definitely used many different funding vehicles, right? I mean, to help this secure the needed infrastructure. But we've seen our products purchased via, as Michael said earlier, the, the GSA, E-Rate, and more recently, the CARES Act, right, during this pandemic. But that said, we're we're experts in the AV world. And, and while we provide as assistance to our customers, we defer to our customers to choose whether or not to use the, these types of vehicles to purchase. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there, and it's very fluid. It's changing all the time. And it's really it's up to them to make the decision as to the direction that they want to go. Got it. Now,
0: I may have asked this back in May when we spoke, Michael P, but here we are fast forward several months later into the pandemic and based on the needs assessment from the spring and anticipated needs for schools this fall. Are there any new products and solutions that Atlas ID has been working on to address needs that have come about due to the pandemic? You know, say something that you didn't realize how important it was going to be. And then suddenly the pandemic's changed it. I mean, we just talked about some of the solutions already in place. I just didn't know if there's anything else that you're working on.
2: So we'll take the atmosphere product that I mentioned. So we, we did a big launch and introduction of that product and, uh, July, the end of July, and that product starts shipping in about the middle of, of September. And that's a product that was set to be announced uh, at a major trade show in June, right at the beginning of June. And um, when everything kind of changed, um, we had this platform that we've been as a company working on for about two and a half years. And that platform has got years of product that will be launched off of it over the, over the years one of the very first things that we started seeing when the pandemic hit and as, as businesses, it started kind of with grocery stores to be candid because they kind of had to stay open, right? People still had to be able to get food was the need for message announcements, right? Standardized message announcements and that hasn't changed and, and we all know that you walk in, you get reminders of social distancing or you get reminders of face coverings or um, you, you know, you get the thank you for coming out and supporting our business and, and those kind of things uh, Thing so we've heard announcements in airport and other verticals for years, but now we're in a situation where we get a lot of reminders. Um, A lot of times, you know, employees don't want to get into contention with a, a customer about face covering, so they just. They want a message to play instead, right? So it's more their reminder. So anyway, so we, we looked at um, the product that we were going to introduce at the beginning of June and said, you know, look, we could add a message player. It's not traditional for that product, but it was on the roadmap anyway. We could go ahead and accelerate and put it into this first generation of the product. Um, so that it would not only be a great sounding digital audio processor, but it could have a built-in message player with a gig of storage. And then we've got the voices you hear in the airports. Those are voices that are actually Atlas I&D employees. And so we've got hundreds, if not maybe even thousands, of pre-recorded messages. Some very specific COVID-related, uh, others, you know, thank yous and, and various other things, traffic flow, directions, stuff like that, that we have on our website that a customer can download into that message player, and it's got a gig of storage on it itself. Uh, or they can record their own message. So um, it's definitely a place where we were able to pivot because of the platform, kind of the reference that, that Michael was making a minute ago, add a feature that was very much in demand, that's taken a product out of its kind of traditional applications into many applications far beyond just K-12. All of a sudden now you can have pre-recorded messages that can be scheduled to play at certain times. They can be triggered uh, through a GPIO when somebody walks in a door or walks into an area or presses a help button, or you know, a call for help from in the store. So that's, that's an, I think an exact example of how we've kind of pivoted to react to the pandemic to create a solution that not only helps our dealers, have a more relevant product to sell but ultimately helps our businesses uh, and our schools get open safely uh, so that we can kind of get back to, you know, this new normal and getting the economy back up and running.
0: Well, it's certainly new. I don't know how normal it is, but it's new. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's right. uh, Hey, this is certainly going to be an interesting next few months, and I'll be interested to hear from you both how K through 12 fared during this most unique fall and any more of the learnings and success stories that come out of it. I hope you'll both come back and provide me with an
1: update. Sure. Ha- absolutely. Be happy to.
0: All right. Well, this about wraps it up. I want to thank both of my guests, Michael Peeveler, VP of sales at Atlas IED, and the newly minted regional sales manager for Atlas IED's Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Arkansas territories, Michael Yonks. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sounds Like Success. As I mentioned at the start of the program, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast content. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a comment after each episode. Tell us what you'd like to hear covered on a future episode. Want to get in touch? Go to atlasied.com and click on the contact page. I'm your host, James Kent. Let's talk again soon.